Praise him, praise him, saints. Thank you. Thank you for this word right now, Jesus. Thank you for this word that we're about to receive in your holy name. God, we're so grateful to be able to meet here to get together and be in your presence today. We know it's a gift. Help us never lose sight of that. While we're here together studying your word, the Bible, we ask that you'd open our ears and our hearts to whatever it is you're wanting to teach us. Help us to see things through your eyes and not the lens of your own understanding. We want to know you more, God. Thank you for showing us who you are and helping us understand and walk in your love. What we learned today, we want to act on. Don't let it become mere head knowledge. Shape our minds, hearts, and actions according to your word. Show us how to honor you and love others well with what we learn. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're gonna turn it over to one of God's generals and an oracle of God, Apostle Stephanie S. Greathouse. Amen, amen, amen. Blessings, blessings, great men and women of God. We're coming to you for Jehu, Spirit of Truth Bible Study, all the way from the USA. Glory to God over here in Georgia. What the prophets found out, we're going to discuss some of the things that uh, the prophets was trying to tell the people to prepare them for this season. And we're going to take a look at preserving places of heritage. It's important. We're going to take a look at Isaiah 56, verses 6 through 7, Jeremiah 7 and 9 through 11, Mark 11, 15 through 19. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What Unit 1 is going to do for us, glory to God, glory to God. And this lesson is setting the other one. It is important for us to understand that when the gospel writers speak of the temple, they are referring to that which the entire temple complex, not just the temple itself, but entering the temple area, the worship first came into the court of the Gentiles. This large open area was not considered holy by the Jews. It was not considered holy by the Jews. The temple became increasingly holy as one entered further in. The Gentiles were permitted in the court of the Gentiles. It was here that today's lesson is focused on in order to enter the area around the temple itself. Worshippers mounted on sets of stairs that took them 22 feet up in the temple platform. Only Jews were permitted to enter this area. The portion of this area Glory to God. The portion of this area was referred to as the woman's court because it was a place where women could bring their offerings. 
where women could bring their offerings. A large area around the temple referred to as that court of Israel. It was excessively only to Jewish males. Within the court of Israel was the court of the priests. Now we know it also contained the altar of the burnt of the ring and left labor. In the center of the court of the priest raised 12 steps above the court of the priest was the temple itself accessible only by the priest. It's important that we take a look at this. Thomas Jefferson is reported to have said when angry, count to 10 before you speak. And when you're very angry, count to 100. The Testament certainly counsels us as not to lash out in anger. See, our anger, the author James observes, work of not righteousness of God. But all anger is sinful. In Mark's account, Jesus was cleansing the temple. And we see Jesus get angry. He was angry about the commercial operations being conducted in the father's house. Hold it right there. Jesus was angry about the operations that was conducted in the father's house. We deal with some of this today. Amen. Amen. We, we're going to move on, but I want you to catch it. He dealt with the situation by confronting the money changers mm, and running them out of the temple. See, today's lesson is focused on two important things. The Old Testament's events before turning to Mark's account of the cleansing of the temple. A house of prayer for all people. That's what the temple is supposed to be. Hold on right there. Hold on. I, I need for you to catch this. The temple is what? It's a house of prayer for all people. Not white, black, green, blue, or yellow, but all people. Isaiah 56 verses 6 through 7. And it reads, And as for the outsiders who now follow me, working for me, loving my name, and wanting to be my servants, all who keep Sabbath and don't defile it, holding fast to my covenant, I'll bring them to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. They'll be welcome to worship the same as the insiders to bring burnt offerings and sacrifices to my altar. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. My house of worship will be known as a house of prayer for all people. The Message Bible. Amen. Amen. See, that, that, that puts a lot of light on a lot of churches today. If you misunderstand the purpose of the temple, it's a holy place set aside for God's people to come in. It's a place that's set aside 
for any and every man that's following the teachings to come in. Hmm. Now, prophet Isaiah, God declares to Israel that his house should be called the house of prayer for all people. I think it's reminding Israel of God's inclusiveness, his inclusive love for all people. He loves that outcast, that one that is oppressed of every nation. He loves those nations that are not just Israel. When they oppress, when they oppress come to him, when the oppressed come to him, they come into his care and he will hear their petitions and prayers for his intervention. You need to catch this right here before I move on. When people come to the house of prayer, they come to the care of God. Not your jealousy, not your envy, not your lying, not your manipulation, not your controlling, not your homosexuality, not the things that are, he said they come to the care of God. Isaiah 56, three through five. He is a divine warrior, talking about our God. He is a champion of the opposed and he protects them with his love. Mm -hmm. See, God desires that his temple be a place where all people in the world can find solace and refuge, no matter what their ethnic identity is, no matter what man says about them, when they come into that house of prayer, they can find solace. They can find peace. They can find the love of God. That's if we're doing it God's way. Oh, somebody gonna get delivered right there, but we, we gonna move on. See, the mission of the church is not fundamentally different from this. God's house is still intended today to be a place of prayer and a place of refuge for all who seek his face, despite his choosing of the people for himself. Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. God's purpose has always been universal in their intent. He is a God of all people, not simply Israel. We discovered that over in John 3 verses 1 through 5. And we're going to make room for Minister Nikita to come and share with us this second set of scriptures. Amen. 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 There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one can do all the God pointing God revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? 
You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water, creation, the invisible moving, the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. The Message Bible. Amen, amen. Thank you, Minister of the Gospel, Nikita Bruton. Amen, amen. That's what the house is supposed to be, a place where he can come into his presence, his people, us. We can come into the presence of God. And God wants to encourage all his people to seek his love, his mercy, his compassion. The house of the Lord must always remain a holy place for true communion with the spirit of Christ always. That is so important. Number two, in the den of robbers. God give reference to them. Jesus give reference to them. Jeremiah verses, I'm sorry, Jeremiah chapter seven, verses nine through 11. And we're gonna make room for minister Nikita to come forth again and begin to share those scriptures with us. Amen. Use your heads. Do you think you can rob and murder, have sex with the neighborhood wives, tell lies nonstop, Worship the local gods and buy every novel religious commodity on the market and then march into this temple set apart for my worship and say, we're safe. Thinking that the, pe that the place itself gives you a license to go on with all of this outrageous sacrilege. A cave full of criminals. Do you think you can turn this temple set apart from my worship into something like that? Well, think again. I've got eyes in my head. I can see what's going on. God's decree. The Message Bible. Amen. Amen. It's just like the Message Bible to come and make it plain for you. He said he got eyes in his head and he can clearly see what's going on. See, the prophet Jeremiah also must admonish the people. He had to admonish the people of Israel that God's house is always to be a place of healing and never a place for stealing. Oh, uh oh. The house of God is always supposed to be a place of healing, never a place of stealing. Then how come we got so much stealing going on in the house of God? Folks stealing ideas, trying to claim it as their own, trying to steal bits and pieces of ministries, uh, stealing folks' finances, uh, stealing folks' uh, spouses. Uh, oh my God, you, you name it. But God said, it was not to be from the beginning of time. It was supposed to be a place of healing, never a place of stealing. Jeremiah would remind them 
that they cannot do wrong all week long and then rely on the fact that God's temple is in Jerusalem to save them. Oh, read it for yourself. Jeremiah 7, verses 3 through 4. Mm-hmm. See, God of the angel, I'm sorry, Minister Nikita going to read that to us. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, from again, the message Bible, bringing it home. Minister of the gospel. Amen. God of the angel armies, Israel's God, has this to say to you. Don't for a minute believe the lies being spoken here. This is God's temple. God's temple. God's temple. The Message Bible. Bless the Lord. He wanted to make sure they heard him. See, rather, God tells Jeremiah to warn the people that they would receive, they would receive his judgment and wrath rather than his care, comment, love, and deliverance. God is not to be played with. God's people would not fool him in his own house. One of the writers even wrote, he said, when they come to the temple, chanting, chanting, this is the temple of the Lord, the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, and then claim we're delivered. They were living a fool's paradise, trusting in words that are no better than a lie. It is a terrible thing to try to live a life before God. You don't, you don't have enough time. You don't have enough brains to live a lie before God. Oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to move on. See, the Jewish people were abusing each other and making excuses for their sins. Okay, church of today. They were mistreating each other, not just in their homes and businesses, but even in the house of God. They were in an abomination state before God in his own temple. Because of their stealing, their cheating, their robbing, taking from the poor and oppressing the people, God was not going to permit this in his temple. His house is a place of prayer where all people can seek his face. But the people of Israel had dishonored it by thinking that their wicked lifestyles were all right in God's sight. Oh my goodness. Mm, that'll preach by itself. They knew that they were supposed to be honest in their dealings, but they were not doing that. So to bring that deceit and dishonesty before the face of God in his own temple was, was more than he could tolerate. This is also true in the church today. God's house is not to be a place of wrongdoing and injustice in business ventures or relationships. All Christians should be honest in all their dealings in the church and in the world if they profess to be followers of Christ. Number three, we're going to take a look at the cleansing of the temple. Mark 11, 
verses 15 through 19. We're going to move aside and allow minister of the gospel, Nikita Bruton, to come and share that scripture with us as well. They arrived at Jerusalem. Immediately on entering the temple, Jesus started throwing out everyone who had set up shop there, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of the bankers and the stalls of the pigeon merchants. He didn't let anyone even carry a basket through the temple. And then he taught them, quoting this text, my house was designated a house of prayer for the nations. You've turned it into a hangout for thieves. The high priest and religion scholars heard what was going on and plotted how they might get rid of him. They panicked for the entire crowd was carried away by his teaching. At evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city. That was the message Bible. Amen. Amen. Please understand. Glory to God. Centuries passed between the time of Jeremiah and that of Jesus, of course. Israel had gone into exile in Babylon and had come back out. Israel's imperial rulers changed on several occasions. After the Babylonians came, the Persians, followed by the Greeks, followed by yet still the Romans. In Jesus' day, the temple precinct were overseen as the entire system of the Jewish religion by the scribes and the Pharisees, who were who? The Romans. And the Romans approved religious leaders in Judea. Unfortunately, their instincts were not much different from those that have been put to so much trust in their presence of the temple in Jeremiah days. Their attitude was ever so similar. God's temple guarantees God's presence among us. No matter what we do, we are his chosen people. Nothing they did, even to the point of buying and selling in the temple courts, could change that. Or so they thought. When Jesus visited the temple, <laughs> near the time of the Passover celebration, he was appalled by what he saw going on in the courts of the Gentiles. Jesus asked, is it not written, my house should be called of all nations, the house of prayer. Every nation, it should be called the house of prayer. But ye've made it a den of thieves. Mark 11, verses 17. Um, King James Version, we're going to uh, move out the way and allow the minister of the gospel, Nikita D. Bruton, to come forth with these scriptures as well. And then he taught them quoting this text. My house was designated a house of prayer for the nations. 
you've turned it into a hangout for thieves. The Message Bible. Jesus clearly, the similarity between what was going on in front of him and the situation in Jeremiah's time. His proclamation was preceded by a cleansing of the court of the Gentiles, where he, in anger, drove out the money changers and animal dealers he saw there. Jesus also had a reason to be angry. There, those who witnessed it was very surprised, especially his disciples. The wrath of the lamb was a new experience. We find that in Revelation 6 and 16. Minister of the gospel. Amen. Calling out to mountains and rocks. Refuge. Hide us from the one seated on the throne and the wrath of the lamb. The message Bible. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Other way. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, for the Pharisees, as well as his own, for the Pharisees, as well as his own disciples, they were shocked at his reaction because they had never seen him angry before. The house of God was being invaded by thieves and robbers. Jesus couldn't take it no longer. So he made a whip and whipped out some, some cords and drove the robbers and thieves from his father's house. Glory to God. Jesus will always protect his father's house. This is why he said it was a house of prayer. Because Jesus will always protect his father's house and he will protect the church for which he died for on Calvary's cross. Let us be watchful about what we are allowing to take place in God's house today. Mm -hmm. Jesus would not allow such abuse to continue in his church indefinitely. I do have some homework questions for you. And I want you to really think about this. Take a look at your own ministries that you're in and see where we've let God down and his son Jesus would come in and chasten us. What are some of the practices in the 21st century that hindered the church from being a house of prayer for God's people? Number two. How have you observed anything going on in your own churches that may indicate that the church facilities may be used in an inappropriate way? Number three, do you think having rummage sales, selling dinners on church property, or having Christmas trees on church property are appropriate? Hello? Explain your own answers. Amen. We're going to take a look at living the lesson. Jesus understood that the temple was to be a place of prayer and healing rather than a place of business. What incensed or made Jesus so angry 
was not just a few questionable, not just a few questionable business transactions, but the act of outright robbery and thievery that were being committed against the poor whom God loved. The temple tax had to be paid by every Jew each year. It could only be paid in Jewish courts. Jews came from all over the world to pay this tax act to the temple. Now, when they wanted to exchange their foreign coins for Jewish coins, the money changers in the temple courts charged them at least a 15% to 20% exchange rate. Mm. Moreover, the poor could only afford to sacrifice a dove at Passover. That's found over in Leviticus 12 and 8, also 14 and 22. And Minister Nikita will read. Glory to God. Glory to God. If she can't afford a lamb, she can bring two doves or two pigeons, one for the whole burnt offering and one for the absolution offering. The priest will make atonement for her and she will be clean. And two doves or pigeons, which he can afford, one for an absolution offering and the other for a whole burnt offering, both from the Message Bible. So those in charge were robbing the poor. We were robbed by the temple priests who predetermined what doves were acceptable to sacrifice. My Lord, the people of God should not be robbed or mistreated when they come to the house of worship and pray. You, you got to catch that because that's happening in our churches today, all over the world, not just USA, all over the world. The people are not supposed to be robbed when they come into the house for worship and prayer. Now, imagine what would happen if Jesus visited your church today. Mm. Would there be anything discovered that might anger him? Would he be angered by a disagreement in the choir? Would he be upset because members refused to tithe? We should not rest if we find cause within our church for Jesus to be angry. God's house should be what? A place where Christians can gather and worship him, love one another, and be sent forth to reach the world for Christ. Amen. We're going to make room for Minister Nikita to come and close us out with Bible study prayer. Amen. The closing of the prayer of the Bible study. Amen. Dear Father, thank you for guiding this group in our study of your holy word. We have genuinely been edified through the words of your servant found in the Holy Bible. We are so grateful to have your word here on earth so that we can better ourselves and learn more about you. We are so grateful for the wisdom each member of the study group shared tonight. Please help us acknowledge and remember the messages, 
our fellow Christians have shared in this meeting. We are grateful for their presence and support. We are grateful to have this community of Christians to strengthen us. God, please touch our hearts with the messages we have studied that we need to remember this week. Teach us about charity, faith, endurance, and love by touching our hearts as we remember the words we read tonight. Give us the courage to act wisely and kindly as servants of God and representatives of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we go our various ways after this meeting, please bless us that we will travel safely and go on the path of goodness. We humbly offer this prayer in gratitude and faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.